Hi, this is 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. Health literacy is a pretty broad term, and because of that, it can be frustrating to work with, get advice on, or give advice on. I was writing a journal article recently about health literacy, and while I was writing it, I got a broadcast email from the Centers for Disease Control, and the subject line was, do you really know what health literacy is? <laughs> this made me nervous. So today I'm going to consider some of the challenges you might face, and some of the ones I'm facing, in health literacy, both research and practice. These have come up time and again in my reading of the research and talking with providers over the years. Welcome to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication with Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. Providing you with tips and strategies you can use to improve your patient engagement. Now this is the time where I usually tell you about one of our audiobook bundles, but this time I'm telling you that we have a super exciting announcement coming soon. Health Communication Partners has a whole new way to support you, especially if you've been working hard on patient communication or interprofessional communication and you want it to stick. This has been years in the making. I'm very excited. So go to healthcommunicationpartners.com. While you're there, get our newsletter. Catch up on our exclusive articles, past podcast episodes, and keep your eyes and ears peeled for our big announcement. All right, so what does health literacy really mean? You know by now that there are many definitions of the term health literacy. You might also be aware that leaders in the field have been asking for a redefinition for years. Despite what we've learned over the decades about literacy and health literacy as being complex processes, most research and most conversations are still focused on health literacy solely as an individual trait. In other words, health literacy still gets talked about as something individuals have or don't have in adequate amounts. Enter the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This past summer, they accepted public input into an updated definition of health literacy for Healthy People 2030. They even gave us a working definition as a jumping off point. And here it is. Health literacy occurs when a society provides accurate health information and services that people can easily find, understand, and use to inform their decisions and actions. And there's a lot to like about this working definition. I think especially its focus on health literacy as an interaction. I think this is an exciting step in the right direction. I can't wait to see what comes next. What does health literacy include? Like with many other topics, there are different schools of thought out there about health literacy, and people get fired up about one or another facet of health literacy. Now, here are some things that I've noticed that are explicitly or implicitly included in health literacy when it's being talked or written about. The term literacy has frequently been used to refer to a set of skills, competencies, or capacities, particularly those involving reading. That's the case in health literacy as well. 
Can a patient read the information he or she is given? What attention is being paid to the construction of written documents by health systems? Where and how are images being used? To what effect? Clearly, these are important considerations, along with those of systems-level responsiveness for health literacy. The majority of health literacy research reflects this focus. But wait, there's more. From the start, even the earliest health literacy research has included individuals needing to know something about healthcare systems. So, being familiar with the ways that organizations work is part of what's often tacitly assumed in an individual's health literacy. And there's a staggering range of biomedical subject areas that people are supposed to have some familiarity with or understanding of where health literacy is concerned. Then there's the specialized language of medicine involved. Yes, medical terminology. Also, those terms that sound the same but mean different things based on context. Words like critical or orientation. Hold on to your hats. Health literacy research also explicitly involves all sorts of meta-processes, like knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know, knowing where to find out what you don't know, and how to judge its reliability. But if it's so important, why has it only been a big deal lately? Well, health literacy is not new. The phrase isn't even new. Much of the work being done that's now called health literacy has been going on for decades around the world under different terms. Sometimes the terminology used to refer to the intersections between health and literacy depends on the sector or the discipline doing the work. A longtime health literacy researcher confided in me that relabeling some health communication research as health literacy research was a strategic response to a change in the winds of funding. So there's that too. A few years ago, the National Academy of Medicine made an argument in a discussion paper for what health literacy, health education, and health communication have in common, saying, health communication Health education and health literacy are rooted in a common understanding of human communication and share the goals of enhancing human health, improving health outcomes, and reducing health disparities. Now, I'm not sure I could tell where the field of health literacy ends and the field of health communication begins, but I have some thoughts on where health literacy and patient education overlap, and I deal with that in another episode. What's now called health literacy has also been a concern in global development for decades. Literacy is often taught to adults as part of basic education efforts. Health topics are often taught along with literacy, sometimes as parts of the literacy classes themselves. So there's a significant body of research decades deep on the complicated relationships among health and literacy, and on the different ways people all over the world understand, and navigate them. So, what's with all the low health literacy? Health literacy is almost always framed as a patient safety, quality, or risk stratification issue. This often means a kind of needs focus, which can unintentionally lead to 
parking it on what people need, what they don't know, don't do, don't have, otherwise known as a deficit perspective. You've heard me say before how damaging this can be. And health literacy researchers are explicit about the fact that a health literacy assessment score is not a proxy for education. A patient's health literacy level is not a proxy for intelligence, but it can still be treated that way, even unintentionally. We do everyone a disservice when we treat health literacy as connected to education or some perception of intelligence. You know, for instance, that being highly educated doesn't mean having all of the information one needs to deal with a health situation or the health system. Doesn't mean you know the difference between similar sounding medical terms, or that you're savvy with insurance, or that you can easily navigate a health system. All of this is part of health literacy. It can also be easy to focus on a person's perceived weaknesses based on what we think is or should be normal, basic, or fundamental. We sometimes unconsciously can think that the ways other people do things are problematic. Your patient may have scored badly on an assessment, but that doesn't mean they don't do any reading or writing in their everyday lives. Remember this when you face your patient and you'll both benefit. So I invite you to reflect on your own professional language use. Even for just one day or part of one day, think about some of the phrases or terms that you use as a professional and consider what kind of assumptions about patients and about what they know, do, or value are embedded in those words and phrases. I'm a fan of yours and of health literacy, if that's not already obvious. So please reach out to me for support in the work you do around health literacy. This has been 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. Thanks for listening to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, LLC. Find us at healthcommunicationpartners.com.